front of man. Could these dry bones live? of Ezekiel, prophesying to these dry bones, live again, live again, those who sleeping, those in the grave, live again, live again.
Raise up an army, raise up an army, raise up an army from the dust of the earth. Raise up an army, raise up an army, raise up an army of worshippers. Raise up an army, raise up an army, raise up an army from the dust of the earth. Raise up an army, raise up an army, raise up. Again to these tribals, breath of God from the forest. Breathe life again to these tribals, breath of God from the forest. Breathe life again to these tribals, breath of God from the forest. Breathe life again to these tribals. Good morning, everybody. This Thursday morning, the 16th of November, in the year of our Lord, 2023, you're listening to Sister on Scripture. And today we are in the book of Ezekiel, continuing in chapter 33, verse 21, where we left off on Monday. I pray everybody has had a blessed week. Um, Me, myself, I've been uh, busy crocheting while Scott is away hunting. And um, it's been nice just to be able to um, sit down and, uh, that's a skill that I'm learning. I'm not great at it yet, but I'm getting better. I'm improving and it's been nice, uh, just to be able to do that. Um, we're here in the South. We're transitioning between, um, well, I would say summer to fall, but it's more like summer to winter. And then every now and then fall appears. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of winding down, for the garden growing season, we've got our fall garden in, um, and it's doing pretty well. I'm excited. Uh, all the broccoli and collards and everything else seem to be just growing right on along. So I just thank Father for that. And in the meantime, you know, just trying to find something to occupy my hands and give me something to do. And that's been one that Angie started teaching me last year and has been really nice just to be able to feel that productiveness of, you know, having something that you're, you're working on. And then when you're completed to see the final work and, and know that, Hey, I did that. Um, today's topic, you know, we were discussing about how Ezekiel was 
coming to warn everybody he's the watchman it's and what the watchman's duty is the watchman uh, must warn or else he's responsible for the death um, he has to warn the sinners of their misery and danger and if he if he doesn't warn them then of course he's responsible for the death if he warns them and they don't listen then it's on them but he has to tell them and God's getting ready to tell him hey you know what you have to tell them this and that it, it's not by works that we're able to be restored but by repentance um, Verse 15, if a wicked man restores a pledge, pays back what he, is, what he has taken by robbery, walks by the statutes, which ensure life without committing inequity, he will surely live. He shall not die. None of his sins that he has committed will be remembered against him. He has practiced justice and righteousness. He will surely live. Yet your fellow citizens say, the way of the Lord is not right when it is their own way that is not right. That's verse 17 of uh, chapter 33 in the NASB 1977 edition. And that's one that I wanted to kind of focus on a little bit to start with this morning. Um, the reason why I split this chapter up, it was more actually God that split it up because I ran out of time last week. But in addition, there's also um, this right here that the people are trying to say that what God says isn't right. And we do that as a society. You know, um, we struggle with the fact that murderers can go murder someone. And if they come to Jesus and have a repentant heart, that they can be forgiven and it's forgotten. And people that, you know, compare what they have done, say you tell a lie, um, say a cop pulls you over, you tell him that you weren't aware you were speeding, even though you knew you were speeding. That's a lie. That's a sin. But it seems like that lie and sin would not be as bad as the sin that is a murderer. And that's something that we've all, I mean, I don't know about every single person here, but I've, I've talked to many and that's been something that many have struggled with, uh, myself included that how can someone that does something that I feel is worse, you know, taking a life is a lot worse than telling a cop I didn't realize I was speeding when I did. But yet God sees that in the same light. And so we're supposed to just accept that, right? Well, that's us by, by us not accepting it and questioning it and having issues with it. That's us actually trying to tell God, hey, you know, maybe your way isn't right on doing that, God. You know, not that anyone is literally saying that. I'm not saying that, you know, that literal. But in the same sense, we're doing what the citizens here did. And while this is Old Testament, and Old Testament worried about the physical, and New Testament focused on the spiritual salvation whereas the Old Testament didn't. So some of it doesn't carry through, some does. But each message, each scripture, each verse that's in there is important. And so this one right here really 
lays a, a foundation for what we're going to continue to go through. Yet your fellow citizens say the way of the Lord is not right when it is their own way that is not right. When the righteous turn from his righteousness and, con and commits inequity, then he shall die in it. But when the wicked turns from his wickedness and practices justice and righteousness, he will live by them. Yet you say the way of the Lord is not right. O house of Israel, I will judge each of you according to his ways. God's saying, you know what? Don't, don't worry about someone else's inequity when you're living in inequity, just like with Jesus and the prostitute. When Jesus said, let he who is without sin cast the first stone and they all left. And he told the prostitute to go and sin no more. I, I have an issue with people. Oh, not really with the person because, you know, um, we're all about cancel culture. And it, and it happens so much that, like I talked about on the last episode, this disposable society, it's easy to throw away something and someone and, and just pick up with something new. The true measure of, of a person is in how they take situations that are hard. And instead of just giving up and giving in, they work through it. And so this is kind of what, you know, God's telling them, you know, he's going to judge each accordingly. So don't worry about it. And then also, you know, it's, it's such a cop out when people, yes, I know that we were born sinners. Um, but at the same, at the same aspects, you know, I am of the mindset that like Jesus said, go and sin no more. When you know it's a sin, don't do it. It's not just because we have grace and mercy through God that you can continue to go sin and say, well, I'm going to ask for forgiveness or I'm going to church on Sunday and I'll be good the other six days of the week. You know, the six, those six days I could do whatever. On Sunday, I'll go in and do what I want to do and pray and, and I'll be forgiven and, and then I'll continue back on Monday morning. That's not how this works. That's not how Christ's love works, in my opinion, and in my beliefs, and I feel I feel very convicted in my heart, enough confident enough to say that we aren't to continue to sin. We are to continue to help build one another up. And if somebody does stumble in sin, it doesn't mean you write them off. It doesn't mean that you part the waters and say, go away, I'm done with you. You know, if that was the case, or if we just wanted to sweep it under the rug or turn a blind eye, then what was Jesus' sacrifice for? I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. And as I look through this world with, with a, you know, a clearer vision and eyes that are seeing and able to discern, I'm seeing people more and more every day that constantly are nitpicking what others are doing when they need to clean out their own skeletons. And many people are afraid to come to the light because they don't want their, you know, it's evil to, it's easy to hide their evil in the dark. They don't have to, you know, even deal with that. But when things are brought to the light, then you got to deal with it. You know, just like 
say I disagree with somebody on on a religious aspect that's scriptural and I feel convicted in my way, they can feel convicted in their way, but we're not meeting up in the middle and we can't see eye to eye, eye to eye. Well, you don't just go gossip to others or throw that person away. You go and take that to God. You take that to our father, not to others. It's a sin to go out and sit there and bash somebody and, and say where they're infallible and where they've messed up. It's a whole lot harder to stand beside them and help guide them. And that's what we should be doing. That's what part of Jesus's whole message, I believe, was, was that, you know, that whole love your brother as yourself. It's unconditional. It's not on the condition of, oh, well, you know, you you interpreted this differently than I did, so be gone. And that that's what really irks me. Sorry, I had a scratch in my throat. You know, sometimes people say when you're when you're speaking of scriptures and you have to clear your throat or cough that it's like evil trying to get into what you're saying because he knows you're saying something on point. Now I'm not I'm not boasting on nothing. I'm just saying what I've heard. And I noticed that during Isaiah 61 conference, with especially um, with Cheryl Bryant, she had a lot of trying to clear her throat to get her message out. It's, and I thought about that because I'd heard it right before. And I was pondering about it. I'm like, huh, I wonder if that's true. You know, and so I started watching and noticed that it seems to happen. The more that somebody's really hitting hard on a topic, that Satan doesn't want us on, that he tries to interrupt us. So if I have to clear my throat mute, it goes quiet for a second. That's why I just had to clear my throat, get something to drink. But people, we've got to, yeah, it happens to Scott too, poor guy. We have got to start being more like, what did Jesus do instead of what would Jesus do? We can sit there and we'll see everything of what, what would Jesus do? But 